are listening to College Hockey Southwest Live. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, Denver, Colorado. My uh, co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, will be joining me in just a second from beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, it's, it's crazy, folks. This is a great time of year and a terrible time of year, if you know what I mean. We love the playoffs, but uh, nothing goes as planned as Stephen Marsh is finding out uh, for us. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to let Paul uh, get the official open underway for us. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live from March 13th, 2022. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations. Or go to BehindTheMask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Two locations in Arizona, six in Colorado. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. I am Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Buy Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes. Show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inn and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next day at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios is presented by Behind the Mask and is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. I don't really have to use our names again, do I? No, I, I love it. I, I love it. I think that sometimes that's kind of cool when we have to do a lot. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain. Uh, we had a little issue. And uh, we didn't get the uh, recorded one ready in time. So that's okay. That's okay. There's stuff going on. Um, this is a huge, huge weekend. Uh, Paul, I don't even know where to start, but um, l- let's start with what's happening right here in Denver, Colorado, because this weekend um, you went to uh, West Point, New York, but I was here with the Pioneers. And uh, goodness gracious, <laughs> goodness gracious. Uh, that's all I can say about this team. They are, um, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to win the national championship. I'm not putting that curse on them, but uh, boy, they are definitely a team to beat. Oh, listen, I think any of those teams that are left in that league, uh, no one would bat an eye if they were playing for that national championship game. Uh, certainly not Denver, certainly not the not Sue. Here you go, Eddie. That's my Eddie Christian reference for the week. <laughs> the not Sue. 
Uh, I love it. The vampires just don't go away. <laughs> never do. Right, never about your bulldogs. Do yeah, they never they do. Just, they just don't. Nope. And they and, never do. And Western's got a player in Ronnie Atard that can take over a game. So when it's one game, one and done. So let me ask you this right off the get go, because I've heard this multiple times now. Is it Atard or Adderd? Because I keep hearing Adderd. That's well, probably it's probably Adderd. I don't, I don't know. know. I I didn't know if you'd heard it, uh, I, you know, announced just, by somebody. But that just well, that's it's probably Adderd, and it's just probably me. And... <laughs> no, I'm just asking well, because no, I know I, I, I don't I, get it. I don't I'm get to saying. follow Western like I should, and uh, it, you know, little things like that bother me sometimes because no, it's I, like I, people I get, get my it. name wrong all the time. It it's never Strandy, it's Strand. And I go like, explain that to me. Uh, but but I mean, listen, and I'm I don't want to get sidetracked here. But if you have the the word strand and it doesn't have an e in it, and you pronounce it strand, if you see an e on the end of it, wouldn't you automatically make the mistake? And I've been saying this since I was in kindergarten. But wouldn't you automatically make the mistake to say strandy because no. there's an e on it? No. Or you just automatically assume that it's silent. You just automatically assume that it's silent because. <laughs> Because why? Um, because one is a word and one's not. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go with that. Um, anyway, so yeah, you're you're 100 correct. So uh, just to to bring it full circle here, the Frozen Faceoff starts Friday and Saturday in the beautiful XL Energy Center, St. Paul, Minnesota. Denver comes in as the number one. They will get the Bulldogs. Uh, North Dakota comes in as number two. They will get Western Michigan and uh, go. <laughs> well, listen, right? It was a typical NCHC weekend, right? I mean, you're sitting there watching games and um, just you get there and you're like, there are certain things that you just know are going to happen. And even though those games were both played in St. Cloud, you just knew as you watched the game. You're sitting there and you're like, yeah, okay, that's not a shock. You know, St. Cloud will go out to a quick lead and then uh, Duluth will come back and, and 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 they'll do it again and again and again and again. And Kobe Bender gets a natural <laughs> hat trick you know, with two yeah. goals in 30 seconds. And, Kid's a player. And, Kid is a player. You know, uh, you know where he's from? I don't know, probably somewhere in Minnesota based on the fact that ask, that's where Duluth. Ask Eddie. Well, okay, well, whatever. Was he Ward? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, you know, uh, I mean, Bender's a really good player, but, you know, he had four goals going into that game. Now he's got seven after that game's over, right? Yep. Um, and it's not like they're playing a – an inexperienced St. Cloud team. Except, and I still haven't been able to find out why, and, 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 and clearly this is going to make, this clearly makes a difference, because if you don't think it does, okay, uh, David Rennick has been their starting goalie all year long. So he, he got them to the national championship game last year. All right. And all of a sudden, and this is not a knock 
on Jackson Castor because we love Jackson, right? Phoenix native, we love Jackson. Yeah, well, he just hasn't had any playing time. <laughs> what do you well, expect? That's just it, right? That's just it. I mean, he's not, you know, David Rennick is, was firmly entrenched as a starter. Like I said, I haven't seen it noticed anywhere. And maybe they said something in, in, in the start of the Friday night broadcast, but I wasn't listening. Not because I didn't want to listen, but I was. <laughs> you had a few more games going on around you. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that in a minute. Let me, uh, let, let me say a couple things about tournament time. And, and this is something I find uh, interesting. Um, you ask the coaches and you get coach speak, right? You know what that is. Oh, we're going to take it one game at a time. We're, uh, we're going to play it just like any right. other game. Right. Um, right but okay. yeah. I know, but that's what they tell you. Well, actually, right? it is probably true, but. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, so you hear all these cliche things like nothing changes, same game plan. It's just another game. Um, we don't even think about it. We just go out and try to stay in the moment. Okay. That's all well and good. You know who the best player on the ice was uh, for Denver? I'm going to say the whole weekend, but specifically Saturday night, and it wasn't even close. And this kid played more than half the game. I, I didn't see actual minutes, but my eyes told me he was out there every other shift on defense. You know I'm talking about Sean Barron's, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he was unbelievable from the defensive position. I watched him take two shifts ball that were over a minute 30 each, one on the power play, one not on the power play. And those are just ones that I counted uh, because I started paying attention when I when he kept popping up in my camera lens every time I looked on the ice. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you go in and you go, oh, can't talk to the freshmen. Freshmen are off limits. Wait, He's I thought the they best. weren't freshmen anymore. What happened yeah. to that, coach? <laughs> and it wasn't that? coach. It wasn't coach. It was SID saying this, but oh, nope. But the uh, coach says they're not freshmen anymore, so let's go. Ex exactly. Freshmen are not uh, available to talk. So, okay, I get it. But you know what that tells me? Then this isn't any other game. And don't try to tell me that it is any other game. Um, I, I joked with Cole Gutman. I didn't joke with him. I joked with uh, David Carl about it. But I said to Cole, I said, that, that's pretty nice. That's your best game. Two goals, two assists last night at Magnus Arena. And uh, somebody else in the media said to me, well, he does have an extra year if he wants to come back. And before before it even got any farther, Coach Carl, when he came on and I asked him for his comments, he said, well, by the way, he said, we'll take Cole, Cole back for a fifth year if he'd like. Of course. <laughs> he said, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> uh, everybody yeah, had a good I mean, chuckle on it. But, yeah, this this is playoff hockey. From, from this weekend on, it's one and done. Now, yes, Denver's going to go to the national tournament. We know that. North Dakota's going to go to the national tournament. We know that. Western Michigan's going to go to the national tournament. We know that. Minnesota Duluth's going to go to the national tournament. We know that. Doesn't but matter. still, but still, they, they want to win trophies. This is when it all starts, right? The Penrose Cup is nice. That's a that's a longevity trophy. These are ones that mean something. This means you played two nights to win the Frozen Faceoff or an Atlantic Hockey situation. You played two games to win the Atlantic Hockey Championship. And uh, in their case, it means a whole heck of a lot because that's an auto bid. Yeah. So, well, so my point being is, and we'll get to your Atlantic hockey here in a minute, but um, no, my point right. being is uh, this is playoff hockey and 
I, I don't have a problem, and I don't think anybody out there would have a problem with saying like, hey, the playoffs started. We're, we're ramping it up a notch. And um, Coach Carl, without even knowing it, I don't think, kind of alluded to that in my interview with him because he said, uh, I asked him about Magnus, and he said, this morning skate, we challenged Magnus to be more, um, how, did he, how did he word it, playing the puck more to help us break out cleaner and faster. And uh, that's a big thing to him. And, and one thing Magnus is not all that comfortable with is breaking out uh, pucks and stopping them behind the net and setting up that breakout. Now I'll tell you who is, is that backup goaltender, Matt Davis. He, he's like Marc-Andre Fleury. He's like another defenseman. Oh, stop it. Stop, 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 uh, stop. <laughs> he moves the stop. puck like, yeah, just wait, just wait, just wait. You, you know me, my no, eyeballs dude, tell I'm, me. But that's why I'm it, telling you to stop. Can he play a little bit first before we start doing this crap? Yeah. Well, next year, this. next year, you can tell me that I was right, and I'll wait for no, it. I'm then. never going to tell you that, so get over <laughs> that. <laughs> anyway, the, so they challenged Magnus, and he was focused from the get-go. I don't know if it was because he was focusing on knowing that he had to not only stop the puck but move the puck, but when Denver gets the puck moving from their goaltender, they are unstoppable because they just go in. Uh, I put a couple of videos out. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a power play of about a minute 30, and the puck just boom, 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 stick to stick to stick. Um, I always see it. I'm going to throw it out there as well and say, if you want to know the difference between NCAA and ACHA, ACHA dumps the puck all the time, dump and chase, dump and chase. And uh, I, I had a conversation just a brief one with Nick Roboni, the assistant associate coach at uh, UNLV. And I said, Nick, you guys are so talented. Quit dumping the puck. Just, just go stick to stick and fly. Um, and, and, you know, once they started doing that, guess what? They started scoring and winning games. Yeah. Well, listen, it's 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 one of those things where you kind of figure out what has to work best for your team. Do you have a team that's got some speed but doesn't necessarily have great stick handlers? Then you kind of have to dump and chase. If you got guys that are that don't lose much speed when when carrying the puck, then you can do it that way. Let me tell you right now, if you dump and chase, your chances of success are slim and none. And slim just left town. I'm just saying. I know. I know what you're saying. I get it. You asked the question. I'm just giving you the answer. When what I'm saying is then coaches either recruit players that can handle the puck or um, start working on it in practice and figure out a way to try it at least Instead of just like UNLV in that, that first period of their first game, I know they were just trying to get their legs under them, and that's probably why they did it. But it was like every possession. I mean, you're just giving it up because the chances of you getting the puck on a dump and chase aren't that great. You're just you're forfeiting the puck to the other team, and why would you do that? Well, it, also it, you it don't also, have to. It also depends on who the defenseman is on the other team. If you got Jake Sanderson on the ice – you're or giving Sean it up Barrett. every time. <laughs> okay, and you dump the puck in, then you might as well forget about getting it back. You know, it also has to be selective. 
you know, you maybe you can, you know, your players are supposed to be aware of who you're playing against. Maybe you can do it against a third pair defense. Yeah, well, the the plan changed for UNLV this morning, and when they played Liberty, um, they came out flying. They got the lead early. Um, there was no dump and chase on their end of it. They scored a shorthanded and even strength on a power play goal, built a three one or three nothing lead, and then held on to win four to two. And uh, I sent a text message to Coach Greener, and I said, "A lot more fun to hang on than it is to be chasing, isn't it?" He goes, "Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent." Yeah, well, there so, was a lot of uh, build the lead and then and then just play hockey. There were not a lot of leads this weekend. <laughs> there was there wasn't a lead in in any other game. I don't think that UCO played. By the way, congratulations to them to win a five overtime game uh, this afternoon in advance to the final four. Two Western Collegiate Hockey League teams, UNLV and UCO, are in the top four of ACHA hockey. Um, that's all. There's nobody left uh, from the WCHL, so they're going to have to carry the banner, one of them. All right. Well, uh, speaking of, of carrying themselves, uh, I know we have other teams to talk about, um, and we'll get to uh, uh, the Christians families, North Dakota, in a couple of minutes. But um, the one thing that I noticed all weekend was – the I don't know if CC can play any better than they played this weekend. They had North Dakota on the ropes in both games. Uh, North Dakota was fighting for their lives in both games. And at this point, uh, CC just doesn't have the offensive skill that North Dakota does. And... You know, my hat's off to Chris Mayotte and, and and his players for going into that building. And I, I don't think, and this is not a knock on, on what might happen next week in, 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 in St. Paul, but I don't think North Dakota will play tougher games back-to-back than they did this weekend. Nope, totally agree with you. And, and as you and, know... And I, and I say that, and, and, and people are going to say, well, that's crazy because they're going to play Western Michigan or they're going to play Duluth or they're going to play Denver. Yeah, but the, the fact of the matter is if you're North Dakota and you lose in the conference championship to Denver... That is not the same as being the heavy, heavy favorite that they were this weekend against CC. Yeah, well, as you know, I spent last Tuesday most of the day uh, with the CC Tigers. And I told you, Paul, I said, when I went down there, I said, I don't know what I'm going to get because they were just coming off of a whooping from Denver. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to see in that locker room. I didn't know if they see hanging heads. I didn't know if they're season was over type thing or whatever. I It was completely astonishing to me, and I've been around a lot of hockey teams, but this one, it looked like it was opening night. I mean, they were all upbeat. They all knew what was going to happen. They had a game plan. Everybody to a man told me, 
we can go up there and beat these guys. Uh, we think we feel we feel really good about challenging them. And I watched the practice. I listened to Coach Mayotte and what he said. Um, he he had a game plan. Uh, his whole coaching staff had a game plan. That's what they wanted to do. And you hit it on the head. A two-one game is what they wanted. They just wanted to have the two. And, well, they, and it's, and it's they, crazy because both games, um, if you look at the box score, and you didn't know, were exactly the same. Yes. Yes. North Dakota takes a one nothing lead. CC comes right back and makes it 1-1. Yeah. And then later in the second period, yeah. North Dakota takes a 2-1 lead. No goals were scored in either game in the first or third periods. Everything was done in the second period. And nobody could get shots for the most part. The um, shot counts well, were ridiculous. If, if, if you were watching the game, especially the Friday night game, North Dakota went almost 15 minutes without a shot on goal. I know. I know. And uh, like I said, I cannot uh, praise enough the way that those guys played those two games this weekend. Well, you Can't know, praise it enough. I just uh, did an interview with Brian Hawkinson, one of the assistant captains, co-captains, I should say, uh, of Colorado College, and he he can put it into perspective like nobody else because he played under two different coaches at Miami, Ohio. Then he transferred to Colorado College, and he played under. Um, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Havlin. And then, um, then he, now he's playing in a new building. He went from a Olympic size rink to uh NHL size rink with a new coach and Chris Mayotte. Uh, in his four years of hockey, he's seen everything. Yeah, and hard, uh, hard to, to, to be more four uh, different more coaches, rounded. four different or three different ranks. <laughs> That's hard to do, but anyway, the. The point is that when when we talked and uh, I asked them about the style and what they wanted to do up there, they they said to a man, and I talked to three players and a coach, and they all said, we want to be mean. That was the term they used. We want to be a mean team, which means that they wanted to be hard on pucks, hard on players. They wanted to let them know um, that they were there to play. Not to take away anything from North Dakota because they're a very good hockey team, but they tried that against Denver for four games. And they can only get it done for one period. And the difference is Denver is so fast and so skilled and so cerebral. Yes, Nick, I used your word cerebral. I asked Nick Tremanoli, uh, who's covered uh, Denver for Chiefs uh, 15 years. I asked him, I said, what's the difference between this team and the last team that won a national championship? Said uh, They said that they said, and he said to me, um, first is the coaches. Jim Montgomery is a completely different coach than David Carl. And, se- and second is this team is so much more cerebral. They think it through. Um, if you saw that defensive video I put up of Sean Barron's, you could almost see it f- working inside of his head, what he was going to do on the defensive end. And they're all that way, Paul. Uh, they, they just, I told you about a practice I watched early in the year at Denver where if you shot the puck uh, from outside the dots, ooh, you were in big, big trouble because he didn't want that puck coming back out and setting up a, a return the other way, a short or a odd man rush the other way. 
So they've learned, man. They have learned and they have experienced. And, boy, they are one solid hockey team. Well, I think Denver just took care of business this weekend. Um, they, they played very matter-of-fact. Uh, they played like a, a team that knew they were going to uh, were the better team, uh, but not cocky where they thought they would just have to show up and win the game. You know what Denver's biggest problem was the whole weekend? Trying not to be baited into the penalty box. You saw at the end, the end of the first game, uh, there were the whole, <laughs> the whole Denver uh, starting lineup offensively was in the box. That was uh, Cole Gutman. That was Carter Savoy. That was uh, Bobby Brink. And then, oh yeah, Carter Mazur joined them after they got into a little scuffle in the corner. And that was with like the third or fourth liners from Miami. So Miami was, uh, how shall I say it, hell-bent on, on trying to take that number one team out and bait them into doing things that would get them in trouble. And uh, David said that, David Carl said that they, uh, they had talked about that all season long, about not being baited because, uh, you know, you don't want to trade a first-line center or the, uh, the leading scorer in the country for a fourth-line winger. Oh no! That's listen. That's that's what that fourth line's job is to try and do, right? Uh, part of it is to be an agitating line and 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 get in somebody's face and make them do something stupid. So, yeah. Well, and Bobby Brink was as frustrated and as angry as I've ever seen him Friday night because he was literally mug Paul for about two minutes. <laughs> Donato had his arms around him. While he was trying to work in the corner and at in front of the net, literally had two arms around him, and the referee kept looking at it, never blew the whistle, never blew the whistle, and then finally Donato gave him a, a two-handed chuck with a stick across the midsection of his back, and then he finally called the penalty. And, uh, you know, I mean, as a skilled player, you get pretty frustrated at that. Anyway, that's enough talk about Denver. We know uh, We know what they did. They took care of business, as you said. Uh, congratulations to North Dakota for earning a very, very difficult uh, spot in the frozen face-off. Congratulations to Western Michigan for doing what they had to do to take care of Omaha. And congratulations to the UMD Bulldogs, who uh, apparently just never go away. They don't. Especially at tournament time. They just don't ever, ever, ever go away. They just don't. <laughs> Scott Sandlin's greatest trait, we will never leave. <laughs> You okay. Can't uh, bring enough garlic, wooden steaks, and silver bullets. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. Here's what I want to do next. I want to take a quick break. I want to come back and I want to dig into where you were at West Point. Uh, so many storylines there, but the bottom line of it is, I'm going to wait. You tell what it is. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. 
Really, JR? You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. It is our Sunday night staple, our reaction show. Scott Strandy with you in Centennial, Colorado tonight. We're with a balmy 70 degrees today. And uh, my co-host out on Long Island, New York, probably 10 feet below sea level in that beautiful estate basement um whatever paul hornstein paul how are you <laughs> um i'll be fine i guess as long as my landlord's not cranky about what happened in upstate new york this weekend and raises my mortgage <laughs> well your landlord's going to be cranky for a long time especially if that team in uh, black and gold doesn't make the playoffs and right now they are trending not to anyway yeah, well um yeah anyway but um okay so tell the people where you were this weekend because, man, oh, man, uh, getting the opportunity to go to a – you tell them, Paul. I had the good fortune to be up at West Point this weekend and uh, for that Atlantic hockey playoff series between Army and Air Force. And um, it was two really, really good games. They were the same yet different. Um, the most important thing that came out of those two games is, and we don't really have any details, uh, and there were, at least there were none yesterday when I left, um, Army Captain Colin Bielek, uh 
collapsed on the bench Friday night, about a minute into the game. And um, while we didn't get any details on what happened, he was back at the arena on Saturday night. Wow, that's really good news. Really good okay. news. Uh, he, he wasn't stretchered off. He, he, he very gingerly walked off. Skated off. Bench. No, he didn't skate off. He, he collapsed on the bench. Okay, without skates, or they took the skates off? Him? No, with the skates. With the skates. Yeah. Then they took um, him off him and he walked off, or how did he get off? Well, he walked off very gingerly. He had somebody on both sides of him. With the skates on? Yes. Okay. Um, um, when you was, told me that, Paul, my heart sunk uh, well, everybody all the way to my feet. Craig Cunningham. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was there and witnessed it in person, and I never want to see that ever again. No, who doesn't? And and it's and and I didn't see exactly what happened. Uh, supposedly he got hit and got to the bench, and it just whatever was whatever happened happened. And I think, and I don't know if this is a hundred percent true. I don't know if this is true or not. But his father was in the first row of seats behind the bench and they're a little and they're above the the benches and i think they said he jumped off jumped into the bench yeah that uh that wouldn't surprise me i think um, i would have done the same thing if that had been my son um and from what i was told was that uh, he was there on saturday night trying to convince people to let him play Players. Uh, well, well, hockey players, really by the way. Oh, and by the way, you know, just a, a, a you know, a service academy. Yeah, yeah. Hockey player. So, and, and let me tell you, I met the kid and did a little feature with him when they came to Air Force this year. Um, I've got pictures. I was looking at his picture again today. Um, good lord, I, I remember saying this uh, to his SID when they were here uh, in Colorado Springs. I said, "This kid is built." I mean, he was like a brick truck. I mean, if you want to talk about somebody that was in great shape, it's Colin Bielek. And right. so, uh, had a great visit with him. So glad to hear that uh, he was back. And, uh, well, we don't know the full results. Um, it's much better than than what we yeah. saw go on with Craig Cunningham for sure. Right. Now, okay, so, the, okay, before you get on the ice, uh, everybody wants to know, because I haven't been there, and Coach Riley has begged for me to do a feature out there. Um what was West Point like? I mean, I I had expectations at Air Force Paul, and now I've gotten kind of, I don't I don't want to say used to it, but I, I but now I know the routine and everything at Air Force. What was it like at West Point? You commented to me about the old buildings and how much you loved them, but give us a, a sketch of what it's like to go through the front gates and and see those buildings and then get into Tate Rink, and then we can talk about what happened on the ice. Well, the sketch, I mean, first of all, it, it, I hadn't been there since I was probably nine or ten years old. Um, but you got to go mean, through security, right? People, Do people understand that, that you don't just get on that uh, well, on no, the grounds? I, I don't. They, uh, you do. And, and unfortunately, they don't let you on until close to game time. Now, uh, here's my comment on that real quick. That's either uh, a difference between Army and Air Force, or maybe you just haven't gotten to King status yet. 
Well, we know I haven't gotten the king status yet. We, we know that. Um, and, and if we do go back um, and something happens, we go back before the next season starts, uh, probably be better to make, you know, we'd have, obviously we'll have made arrangements to be there. So it'd probably be um, uh, on some sort of pass list where we'll be able to actually get onto the campus and, and get a chance to oh, go yeah. around. If we're going to do a feature, that's 100%. Yeah. And, of course, I, I got to see the campus mostly because I got lost trying to find the rink. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, so is, does it sit on the water, GPS, Paul? What was that? Does it, does it sit on the water? West Point gives me the feel that it's, like, uh, on the water. Yeah, there's water there. It's, it's, it's in the – you know, it's, 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 it's in the mountains. No, that's not an accident. Right. Um, right. And – Unfortunately, uh, didn't get to see as much as I would like to because Friday I didn't get there till almost five o'clock, and uh, Saturday it was snowing all day. So even if I was trying to go around and look at the campus, there wasn't a lot. To, I, I couldn't see much. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so you get inside Tate Rink. It, it's historic. It's uh, different. Um, what do you think? Well. You know, you, you walk around and you got all the, the, the pictures going way back to, you know, when they first started. I even had one of the guys that, that works in the ring says, yeah, I've been here since they played outdoors in the late 70s and early 80s before they built this place. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Love it. Love it. You know, so, um, you know, definitely a lot to see and definitely a lot to, to take in. Uh Unfortunately, you know, I had was going to try and get into uh, the museum that was right next to the hotel, but a snowstorm said, nope, sorry, we're closed today because of the snow. Oh, hate so. that. Okay, so you get in there, you get to see two games. Um, I'm going to preface this again, too, because I was at Air Force uh, watching them build a game plan for Army, and it sounds to me like they played it to a T. Well... Well, the, certainly the results were, which made uh, the czar very happy. And by the czar, you mean Frank Saratori, the head coach at yes. Air Force? Yes. Um, the results made him very happy. They, um, Friday night, uh, even though they won the game, uh, the coach was not happy. Obviously, he was happy they won the game, but... Um, the game on Friday night was a lot of fun. It was up and down. It was all over the place. Yeah. Um, uh, nobody really had more than a I, I don't nobody had more than a one goal lead at any point. Yeah. Uh, the game would go back and forth. But, you know, uh, all kinds of of uh, exciting plays and, and and moments. You know, Air Force had fifty one shots Friday night. Army had thirty seven. Um, as the as we talked about after the game, um, the um, you know the couple of different people with when I spoke to both radio guys. 
It was a lot of fun, both games. But Friday night was fun for us as viewers and as fans. It was not a coach's clinic. That is for darn sure. Um, there were a lot of broken plays, a lot of uh, mistakes that were made. Uh, the goalies did not have overall the best nights. They both made some great saves. But for all intents and purposes, neither goalie played that great. Um, and as Coach Seratori said after the game, um, we owed the game to our goalie, who's bailed us out so much. Um, it was nice to bail him out of a night where he wasn't having his best game. Yeah, he said Shills, Alex Schilling, incredible, incredible individual. Um, and I didn't mention this last time when we talked about Alex Schilling, but um, he he doesn't get to do media. That's uh, by Frank Seratori's <laughs> rules. Um, so you very seldom get to talk to Alex. I've had the privilege of talking to him three times a season, but the last time it was a media scrum um, and uh, one of the TV guys in Colorado Springs kept saying like, don't you want to test the waters and see what you can do with the professional ranks? He said, nah, he said, I got my orders. I'm going to LA to be part of the space force. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, he's an acquisitions at the space force in uh, LA and uh, he has no interest at least at this point in uh, testing the waters in the NHL or AHL or ECHL. So that just tells you the kid's got his, his head on straight. Uh, I'm not going to say that he couldn't make it somewhere along the way because he's a heck of a goaltender. But And I just uh, I feel so good for him. Uh, Gavin Abrick is also an outstanding goaltender, but let's be honest, he's a freshman. freshman he's got plenty um, of years. There's the belief that he just wore out. Yeah, I'm sure. gas in that Friday night game. I am sure. Um, and, and by the way, a great, great pass on the game-winning goal on the Friday night game in the overtime by Sam Brennan. Um, people looked at me and were like, did he make that pass on purpose? <laughs> um, I'm going to say you told him yes. It, if you didn't see it, well, because it was obvious. I mean, Sam Brennan had the puck probably around the face-off, the, the, the left face-off dot. Uh, and basically uh, passed the puck off the boards in front to Blake Bride, who beat Abrick, uh for the game-winning goal. It, it was a beautiful goal. I mean, if you watch, if you look up the videotape of it, and you know there I am again, aging myself. Videotape, right? Did you splice it? More. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> You'll you'll see that it was definitely on purpose. I mean, just a great pass, great heads up pass. But let um, me say this about Air Force, and you know this, Paul. Um, Frank has told us since before the start of the season. Oh, my team is young. It's the youngest team. They're inexperienced. They're young. Oh, it's unfair. They're young. They're, we don't get any guys in the portal at Air Force. They're young. They're young. And and I always take it as a grain of salt because I know what he's doing. He's getting himself set up for the tournament. And there was absolutely no doubt in my mind 
and nothing against Army or Brian Riley or, or that squad, but you could just see this building for the last four months. And uh, he told me uh, and when I was visiting with him uh, a couple of weeks ago, he said, we've been playing playoff hockey for more than a month now. Yeah, well, <laughs> they said, got at least another – they have at least another weekend <laughs> of it, so – he said, we got to play playoff hockey just to get to the playoffs, yeah, <laughs> which no is a funny comment, which is great. But um, let me throw this out there. You know how they build a wall at Army? Stop. A brick oh, at a time. No. Yeah. No. Just no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know who's got the most points in NCAA hockey this year? Don't care. Bobby the Blur. Don't care. Bobby the Blur Brink. No. Uh, and now – now Cole Gutman told me he might have to add enforcer to it because he was Cole Gutman's enforcer uh, the other night, Friday night. So maybe it'll be Bobby the Blur Enforcer Brink. Anyway, we can and then can we use the real name game. of Or too, Bobby Or Blur Enforcer Brink. Yeah. Uh, we get to Saturday night's game, and what you had really was a repeat of the Friday night game except this one, from a coaching perspective, was much more aesthetically pleasing. Less turnovers. Um, still had the up and down both ways. Um, there, were, there were a lot less mistakes, and I guess you kind of would expect that from these two teams. Um, game is tied 1-1. Air Force takes a one nothing lead midway through the second period. Uh, Army gets a power play goal um, after uh, Nate Horn takes a contact to the head penalty in a game misconduct. And like 30 seconds into that penalty, Army ties the game. And then Air Force locks it down. And now Army takes the lead later in the, in, in the second period, just like they did the night before. But when you consider that Air Force killed basically that last four minutes and 30 seconds of the power play, it could have been much, much worse. Uh, then um, Air Force comes back and ties the game early in the third period. And here we go again, right? I mean, holy smokes. You, you don't expect anything but one goal games from these guys, and that's exactly what you were getting. Um, with about five minutes left to go in regulation, you're like, all right, we're already in overtime. Because it just felt like overtime almost immediately after uh, Schwartz ties the game. And then um, the game goes into overtime. Um, you know, Mitchell Digby fires a shot from the point. Parker Brown tips it in. And before you can even get settled for the overtime, Air Force has done it to Army again. And Air Force moves on and Army stays home. Yeah. And, and Frank told us a couple of weeks ago that uh, at least – there would be one service academy represented in the Atlantic Final Four 
which is uh, coming up. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that that was great. I'm glad you had the opportunity to get out there uh, and and see that because uh, that's a bucket list thing for me. I'd love to see Tate Rink. I just think that there's so much history in in that whole program. But okay, uh, I want to break into uh, to Arizona State if I can. Okay. Because you um, first, or you want to? No, we're good. We're good okay. to go. Um, <laughs> uh, the Sun Devils closed out um, the regular season. The uh, history at Oceanside—they will no longer be at Oceanside Ice Arena well, for an Oceanside NCAA. Oceanside Ice Arena won't be Oceanside Ice Arena for much longer. Yeah, for the uh, for the NCAA hockey team, they won't be there. No, um, I mean the building. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. It's going down, huh? It's going down. So the building won't be the building anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw Coach Power set an RIP to uh, to Oceanside, but it was their basis for um, for getting this program off the ground. Absolutely. So um, big news there. Uh, but you and I talked about this on last week's show. We said, you know, it's LIU. It's an up-and-coming team. It's an independent game. It's the end of the season. Coach Powers undoubtedly wanted that game to be a prep for what he was hoping would be a national tournament run, um, which didn't materialize. But we both said that this was going to be a major, major weekend for ASU hockey because they they wanted to finish. There's a big difference between 15, 19, and 1, and 17, 17, and 1. Of course. Um, Absolutely. And, and it's all about recruiting and leaving with a, a good taste in your mouth. And uh, for the seniors, and there were a bunch of them, a dozen, I think, or 10, yeah, wasn't it? Something like that. Double digits for sure. Yeah, so they they honored them. That was great. But on the ice, Paul, uh, I'm just looking again because my eyes are just like, what? Um, this was a very uh, penalty-filled third period from the 943 mark on to 1944 mark. Um, misconducts, roughings, cross-checking, slashing, you name it. Uh, even the, uh, the goaltender uh, who made 54 saves for Long Island, uh, even he got in the action with uh, 16 seconds remaining. Well, I don't, uh, I don't even know what to say about this, the, 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 these two games um, other than you know, I know that I thought it was important for ASU to win them. I said that on Tuesday night. Uh, I thought it was very important for them to win and 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 finish at five hundred. Um, I don't know what the heck happened on Friday night. It was obviously a much more open game than, than people would have thought. Uh, ASU had 38 shots and LIU had 36, which is a lot. Okay. Um, ASU got a 5-on-3 goal and a 4-on-4 goal for their two goals. Okay. Um, but something... Clearly went on on the ice where by the time we got to Saturday night, uh, it was, uh, well, 
What can I say? It was senior night. It was the last game of the year for both teams. Um, Handwriting was on the wall. One team wanted to bury the other team. The other team just was probably, and I don't want to make this sound derogatory, but they're probably just trying to play out the string, and it got a little lopsided. When you're talking about 19 saves for the Arizona State goaltending duo of Ben Cross and Bronson Moore, by the way, Bronson got one save in two minutes and 35 seconds of ice time uh, in his final game as a Sun Devil. Right. Um, and, and Chris Carlson it made 54 saves. So obviously the game was lopsided. And well, uh, I'm guessing when it starts to get that lopsided, it's a 5-1 game. But when the shots are that much of a, uh, of a, I don't know, lopsided way, I guess, I would guess that that uh, brings on some bad will. Well, I don't know. I, this is this is what I can tell you. Um, as you know, I, I I still have my allegiances and my my ear to the ground, so to speak, in terms of uh, student media because it kind of is important to me, and I know. And, and, and I have um, at least a, quote, professional, you know, an, an alumni. I don't even know what, what the right word is, but I, but I speak to the kid who was doing the radio stuff for them all season long. Okay. And he was telling me that um, there was a lot of, chatter going back and forth and a lot of it I was told was good natured because a lot of it was Johnny Walker and PJ Morocco and two former teammates for heard, a couple of years right and as far as he could tell and you you know it better than you hear everything on in that on that platform <laughs> yeah okay um, whatever it was wasn't between those two guys no, like I said, I, you know, just and there's no history because it's the first time they've ever played. Yeah, I just think looking looking from a distance, it, it just got lopsided. You know, ASU obviously wanted to finish strong. Um, they're they're more talented. Let's be honest, they're they're a better hockey team than LIU at, at this point. And I'm sure uh, a, after you get beat down that many times and 54 saves, that means you had 59 shots. So y- you were you were pretty much tilting the ice one direction and, and, uh, and i'm guessing that leads to a little bad blood well and and it's funny because you watch i have some some video and uh the liu goalie was involved in all of this and bronson moore who was back out on the ice for the last two minutes of the game i or the last i don't know the last minute minute and a half because he's got the first couple of minutes he got the first minute or so um, and that was another story in itself. We'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, when, when, when the extracurriculars went down with 15 seconds to go in the game, one of the guys involved was the LIU goalie. Yeah. <laughs> he got himself and, two and a 10. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Moore kind of skated to center ice and was just kind of watching, just kind of watching. And then I guess as the LIU goalie got more involved, he got closer and closer and closer. And 
as one of the officials kind of got in his way at a certain point said no no you know i'm not letting you buy and he's like talking to these come on dude the other goalies involved in this um i don't know what the manpower was at that point it looks like it was five on five so um so that was going on here and um one two three four five six misconduct penalties in the game six guys thrown out yeah that and and that's what i'm talking about i think uh when you get involved in a lopsided game like that and you have no recourse because the season's going to be over for you um it starts to boil over at you i mean uh you could see that happening here with miami um both nights it was it was more prevalent on friday and saturday let's face it they knew the handwriting was on the wall and it, it never helps when when your student check section is cheering we want burgers because if you get six goals at uh, in a denver home game you get a free burger from the cherry cricket so uh, that once they hit five they were going we want burgers and uh, that that kind of gets on the opponent as well when you know that uh, they're just trying to finish the game don't, and don't, uh don't give up six goals and yeah and the fans are trying to get to six anyway um so yeah good for good for asu to, to get the wins it means a lot they're moving over to that new building um it was an emotional I, night i mean oh, had to be it's a, it's senior night man your parents are there you're you're honored on the ice beforehand uh it's a big deal so um senior night there were there were lots of them Lots of them, and uh, I'm sure the building was packed to as many as they could get in there. It says 920, which is probably 20 more than they could allow. <laughs> well, that's what it says. Uh, but who knows? Um, so anyway, it's sad to see Oceanside go, but um, no, you know what? The new building, the new building is going to be awesome. It's uh, can't wait to see them open it up. Um, wish it was just them opening it up, but that's another story for another day. Um, so anyway, that's all, that's all that went down. We talked about all the teams, so we got everybody covered this week. It's a NCHC frozen face-off in St. Paul, Minnesota and the Atlantic hockey final four in Utica, New York. You want to go to Utica? uh, Yes. Have I ever been to Utica? No, I said, do you want to? (laughs) Um, No, no, you don't. (laughs) Well, not unless I want my kids to change the locks on me while I'm gone. (laughs) <laughs> you know, they're, anyway they're, they're not letting me go two weekends in a row <laughs> so i had to choose i want to Jeez. go to utica or west point do you know where i go every night do you want to know my schedule no you don't nobody wants to know my schedule uh because it's crazy uh so anyway that's the way things played out it'll be a completely different arizona state team uh ee, how would i got come from arizona state team next year really different. and and uh uh, Denver will just be reloading because uh, that group of freshmen they got this year, best group of freshmen I've seen in 40 years of college hockey altogether. Well, um, so far it's playing out that way. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are down to the, 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 the last people standing, so to speak. Yep. And it's good to know that we have four teams that we cover right now in NCAA hockey and two of them are still left fighting uh, one of them we know will continue on and play at the uh, NCAA Regional at Loveland, which would be the 24th on a Thursday, the Friday off, they'll play again the 26th. 
um, which is great for Loveland because they get, get people coming to town. They got to spend money doing something oh, on yeah. that off day. Uh, so anyway, if you want to get an ad spot, folks, this would be an excellent time to do it because uh, we got a great deal for you. And it'd be great to have you uh, promoting your business to the people that are coming to town and have one full day off in between this year, which is different. It's not normally been that way. Nope. And, you know, it's uh, you have one site where everybody's playing for their playoff lives. And that's Utica. Right. Um, only one comes out of there. Because only one team out of that four is, is getting in the NCAA tournament. Then you go to the Big Ten. And we know they're going to have three teams in. Question is, does team number four have enough done to get in? And I guess we'll go over this tomorrow night, right? You, you yeah, and, and exactly. Yep. So I don't want to get too deep into it. No. Um, I, I want to quickly say, though, if you look at the pairwise right now, uh, I'm going to read the names to you, and then you tell me what you think the common denominator is here. Minnesota State, Michigan. I'm doing these in order, folks, uh, as the pairwise right now currently stands. Minnesota State, Michigan, Denver, Minnesota, Western Michigan, North Dakota, Quinnipiac, Notre Dame, Minnesota Duluth, St. Cloud State, UMass, Michigan Tech, uh, UMass Lowell, Northeastern, Ohio State, Clarkson. That's the top 16 right now. We know there's an AIC auto bid coming and a couple uh, of other auto give it bids. To AIC Come. right off the bat. Could be one uh, of the other three. Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry. I mean Atlanta hockey. I didn't oh, mean okay. to say AIC. That was my bad. Um, so anyway, um, it, it's heavily, heavily tilted towards the West this year, and there will be griping and griping and griping yeah. once Whatever. the tournament starts. Once the uh, the selection show is done next Sunday. Um, there will be griping and griping and griping. Well, oh, how come it's always the West? It's not always the West, folks. Just this year, it's stacked. It's loaded. It's unbelievable. Well, I don't know why there would be griping, right? Isn't that the idea behind the pairwise? Yeah, it is the idea behind it, but still, um, pe- people don't like it. So uh, I will say that Minnesota State 34-5-0 and and um, Quinnipiac 35-3 and they are the only two teams in NCAA hockey currently with more than 30 wins or 30 wins or more. So uh, that tells you there's a lot of parity. And uh, if you look at numbers four, five, six, uh, they all have 24. So, well, yeah, I mean, how do I do this? They're not, not going to let you do this. Okay. Uh, oh, hold on. No, it still won't let you do it. Um, what are you working on? <laughs> just trying to figure out, you know, uh, there's no way, you know, the, the team that is, I don't, well, I'll let you guys talk about it tomorrow, then I'll come in, but uh, I, I don't see a lot of changes being able to happen uh, outside of, either. without an upset. Yep, and, I don't either right, without and, an upset. Right now, um, the Big Ten tournament's not going to have an upset. Maybe the CCHA. Maybe. Because that has it. been sort of state and Bemidji in the championship game. Yeah, I doubt um, it. Okay. That's um, the only way Bemidji State's getting in, too, by the way. Well, I understand that. Same thing with Colgate and the ECAC. Yeah. 
Quinnipiac exactly. is pretty much in. And if you look at the pairwise, okay, um, that's it. <laughs> right now, Clarkson is at 16. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not getting in Clarkson, sorry. Um, and, and so you have Clarkson and you have Harvard and you have Colgate, especially those first two, playing for a bid. So yep. that's true. That very, I mean, you know, there's still a, a chance to, that Ohio State gets knocked out there. Yeah, um, it's a really good chance. You know, UConn is in their Hockey East Final Four for the first time. We think that the other three teams in that bracket that are still left, Northeastern, Lowell, and UMass, are in. So there are a few chances where... Boy, and... But there... Uh, I mean, very few. UMass maybe, but, but UMass, Lowell, and Northeastern are razor thin. They're razor, razor. thin. Razor you know, thin. Razor thin. Uh, and um, the other, other thing I did want to throw out before we go is that Arizona State did finish, uh, at least right now, their season in the number 27 spot. So they did leapfrog Alaska, who okay. was at number 30. Um, but Bemidji State's 29. Boston College is 28. So you're ahead of those two yeah. uh, basic blue bloods, right? Um, and then the, the big one is Air Force is 45. <laughs> If Air Force well, wins this tournament, uh, the 45, um, 45th ranked team in the country could earn a spot in the top 16 of the tournament. Well, listen, that's the way it's set up, right? You know, you it win is. the conference tournament you're in. Um, Air Force is 45th in the country in pairwise. Um, when you look at uh, the other schools, uh, yeah, I thought they were still there. Uh, Mercyhurst. Is where are they? Thirty nine. RIT is thirty eight, and AIC is twenty two. Yeah, it's going to come down to who wins because uh, whoever wins that tournament gets the auto bid, and everybody else is out. And they will bump somebody else out that's well, already currently in the top sixteen. Well, it's possible that teams can get bumped out because they don't win. You know, yep. that's the, 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 the thing about playoff hockey, right? And we're now in one and duns and um but, but the bottom teams. the bottom line of it is your top ten is pretty solid. Right. Um uh, but boy, even eleven, eleven through sixteen, that that's gonna be just who knows. I mean that's why everybody'll be watching the selection show that and to find out who's going where. Right. So, so anyway. Uh, we'll we'll have some podcasts coming up. I'm working on a schedule right now to let people know when we'll be on the air and uh, given given our opinions as to what we see. In the meantime, I will be at uh, the XL Energy Center this weekend. Paul will be in his basement with uh, about six different screens going on, including his phone, his tablet, uh, <laughs> his TV, well, anything that he can get. <laughs> first of all, it helps that you know you have the uh, the two games for the uh, frozen face-off on actual television. And they're not at the same time. Yeah. So that yep. helps. CBS Sports Network. Okay. Um, Alex Seinert and uh, Dave Starman are going to be getting it done. Yeah, you know, so that helps. That's one less 
It's one less place I have to actually I can actually watch a game. By the way, <laughs> finagle it from. Yeah, no, it's not even. Well, it's not even that. It's just I, I don't have to watch it on a small, tiny screen. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, I think we got it all covered. Unless you got something else. Um. Well, I'm sure I can think of something. Yeah, don't, I'm not asking you to think of something. I'm just saying that uh, we're about eight minutes over, so uh, right. now we're nine. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the mask, College Hockey Southwest, live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you are looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, you take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs at 4455 South College Avenue in, South, in Fort Collins. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at our restaurant location at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Jorians and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at drurihotels.com. Jets Pizza, go to jetspizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how, see your local Top Golf Center, or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And by M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive formula is for you. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Behind the Mask College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. I want to do quick shout-outs here to a, a couple of things. Uh, number one, Stephen Marsh doing a yeoman's job. Very oh, my job, goodness. Uh, man, uh, he's been at the uh, ACHA National Tournament for us uh, four games a day for five straight days. Oh, goodness gracious. I uh, also want to shout out to Jets Pizza. I have uh, I have the deep dish, the four-corner Detroit sitting in front of me. It's now cold because it's been here for about an hour and a half, and I haven't had a bite yet, but I will eat that, and I will tweet out a picture of it. Um, also want to shout out uh, all of the great SIDs that have helped us out along the way as some of the teams are done at Arizona State and Colorado College. And finally, big, big NCAA Hockey news coming yeah, from yeah, Maryland yeah. Heights, Missouri, yeah, yeah, yeah. on on a week from Monday. I will uh, be there. I will bring it to you. It is big. I've been telling you about it all year. If you've been listening, yeah, been it's gonna yeah. be huge. Uh, let's do this. Roar! That's my little tease.
All right. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. And uh, tell you to tune in again uh, tomorrow night for Eyeballs Analytics and Eyeballs and Tuesday night for the College Hockey Southwest Weekly, our staple, and Wednesday night for the Great West College Hockey Podcast as we'll wrap up the National ACHA Tournament for you. Good night, everybody. That would be a review of the championship, right? Absolutely, Will. Unless that game is still going on. It was 5 overtime. <laughs> that one went 5. It's over oh, now. Okay. UCO won. So. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you all uh, tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.